0: Is going on Broadway? Youth Main Street Youth.
1: So good to see you. Can you see them? Yeah, look, I literally opened up a picture of. Oh, he has. A, he does, does have a photo of them. Their okay, last, our last worship night. I'm looking at all of our students.
0: Fair enough. Well, Broadway, I'm not looking at you guys. I don't care as much as Brock. I guess. <laughs> but it would be great to see you guys. Uh, we are your hosts. I am Zach Mellis. I am the youth pastor at Broadway, and I do care. I promise.
1: <laughs> and I'm Brock. I am the youth pastor at Main Street Church and we're just here friendly neighborhood youth pastors
0: friendly neighborhood youth pastors who are starting a podcast we just want to stay in touch and we just want to put stuff out there in this interesting time um i hope all of you know it's an interesting time yeah there there was one guy who didn't know i, can't, I this is so hard to wrap my head around but there was a guy his name is Jared Leto he's an actor and a and a musician and he was meditating in the desert in complete solitude for 12 days came back and was completely confused by everything that was
1: going on. That's how fast everything just spiraled up. It changed quick. Yeah. I don't think it's out of control though. Good word.
0: Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that. We're, we're going to ask those kinds of questions. Is it is it in control? Is God in control? What does that mean? We're going to cover stuff like that uh, because if you guys are anything like me, you guys are looking for information in a time like this. I've not only just been reading articles, but I've been reading comments. Just because I want to know, like, are there other people thinking like I'm thinking?
1: Are these questions weird? Are they safe to ask? <laughs> these questions Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. Um, so this podcast we're creating not just because Brock and I want to talk to you, but we want you guys to talk to us. So we'll explain near the end of the episode how it'll work, but we'll actually have some of you guys on. We can call people in and get you guys in over the phone so we yeah. can stay in isolation and still include one another, yeah. which will be really fun. We want to hear thoughts from you guys. We're going to go through... Scripture together, and we want this to be one of the ways that we engage with you, because physical gatherings are canceled right now, yeah, due to the impact of of COVID nineteen and and yeah. health officials saying that that's the wise thing to do right now, right? Uh, but that doesn't mean youth is canceled.
1: No, that just means it has to look different, and uh, I think it's a beautiful thing for us to look uh, at what the internet has allowed us to use and. Um, different ways for us to engage as a community. Um, It just allows us to be more creative and ask questions. How can we stay in community when it's not easy? Um, And so, yeah, we started this podcast, The New Normal.
0: Yeah, Youth Isn't Cancelled, it's just different. And for now... This is the new normal. So the name to us means a couple different things. One, we are all together adjusting to a new situation. That's a big part of why we want your guys' feedback, because it's not like Brock and I are sitting here, like we have all the answers. You know, we're figuring this out together, right? Right. Uh, So we want to hear you guys' feedback. Let us know what's working, what's not, what's challenging um, as we figure out together what this new normal is for the time being. Uh, The other part of this name, though, the new normal, is that this is not the only circumstance where God is leading us into something new. And time and time again in God's word, we see not promises that everything will be the same as yesterday or not promises that everything will even be comfortable or nice or pleasant, but that no matter what our circumstances are, he will be with us uh, and he will be doing good things. So we believe that whatever circumstance we find ourselves in, tough ones, easy ones, in-between ones, um, Jesus is leading us into a new normal, and it will be
1: good. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, just this is uh, the uh, the way it is. This is our new normal, and we're excited about that. The impact that it has on our ministry is interesting and unique, but uh, exciting. I think that just uh, being able to open new doors, um, not necessarily meeting in groups, doesn't mean that we can't all group together online.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be tough. I mean, physical gatherings are so fun. I look forward every week to spending time with you guys. It's strange to think on Wednesday at middle school youth, um, Aaliyah and I were leading worship together, and that's the last time we're going to get to do that in a physical space for a while. And it's tough. It's been sad for me, if I'm being honest. But like Brock said, that doesn't mean we're giving up because we're sad. Uh, it means that we're going to get creative and we're going to find new ways to see what God has for us in this season.
1: I still believe that Jesus is going to use moments like this to interrupt our week, to challenge us and to remind us that he hasn't forgotten about us, remind us that we're not stuck at home and he's stuck somewhere else and there's no communication that we can't have with Jesus, that he actually still has a plan for us and so
0: we might be sitting around waiting for this to be over, but God is not. Yeah. Exactly. God is not sitting around waiting for the quarantine to be over so that he can speak to you again. Right. He's, he's moving now. And, and I've been going online trying to find information, trying to find some connection. Uh, and a lot of the information I'm finding is just complete panic or total jokes. And I'm looking for something a little different. Like, can we just have a discussion? Can I just hear some thoughts? Can I hear some people wrestle through some questions without freaking out? And it's it's been tough to find. And that's what we want to create here is a space where that can happen, where we can just talk about, uh, just talk things out and get each other's opinions, hear people out. Right. Um, Although I have to say, I have been loving the memes. Yeah. The,
1: The meme culture has been fire recently. It's been
0: very strong. And you know why?
1: Are you, <laughs> <laughs> I ask, w- that, that was a ask me why, right. please <laughs> ask me why,
0: ask me why, <laughs> I don't want to tell you if you don't want to know,
1: <laughs> no, we all want to know why,
0: do the viewers <laughs> at home want to know, I feel like I'm on Dora the Explorer, she's like, which, you know, when she asks the questions to the TV, you I'm ever 20, watch, I'm 28, you don't I'm, 28. <laughs> I'm 25, I still know, <laughs> uh,
1: Damn it! I'm just uncultured, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't
0: watch Dora the Explorer, you're uncultured, you heard it here first. Um, no, the memes have been great because, um, for the first time in a long time, all around the world, everyone has something in common, right? So we all have something to relate to where we're all making memes about the same thing. Uh, and the way memes <laughs> the, the way memes work. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, no, the reason the memes have been so great lately and in such a great quantity is because we all have something in common that we can joke about no matter where you're from, East Coast, West Coast, even around the world. Um, We all have something in common to kind of bounce off one another. Um, But also people just have more time where people are um, being let let go from their jobs even or schools canceled. It's spring break for us here in Chilliwack. Uh, Or people are just pretending to work from home. Right. And they're actually making memes. Yeah. And the content has been great. Brock, have you seen any?
1: There was one. So... Have, I, uh, have you seen any? Have I seen any <laughs> memes? I've seen only one. Brock was,
0: Brock was meditating in the desert with Jared Leto. <laughs> uh,
1: I saw one. And so I what, this whole toilet paper craze, I have no idea where that came from. But I was in the midst of Superstore when the announcement came out. Whoa, what was up,
0: the announcement? Stock up on
1: toilet paper. Did they
0: actually announce
1: that? No, but oh. <laughs> I'm assuming they did because everyone got the message. Yeah. And I just wasn't tapped in. I was still in the desert. So
0: what did it look like?
1: And so I was reaching around trying to grab toilet paper. They only had 36 packs. And I'm like, dude, I'm just a 12-year-old kind of guy. Like, keep it simple. I'll be back in a couple weeks. And so I went home, and there was one meme. It's like this polar bear, and he's kind of, like, faded a little bit. And there's, like, in the background, there's, like, these war helicopters, like, just Every, and it says twenty years from now, when a Charmin commercial comes on, it's like this PTSD moment.
0: <laughs> We're all just going to be reflecting on getting tackled at a Walmart.
1: Right. All we needed was toilet paper, and it just left some PTSD. So I just resonated wow. with it.
0: T P PTSD.
1: T P PTSD.
0: T P S T T P T S <laughs> D. That's it. That's it. Um, I saw one where this health official was giving an announcement. This was a a little while back before things got totally out of hand. And she was saying, you know, we need to get used to not touching our faces. This is the the most important thing you can do. I know it's, I know it's difficult, but please don't touch your face in any circumstance for any reason, because viruses can enter your eyes, nose or mouth. And then she needs to turn the page on her speech and the pages are dry. So she licks her finger. (laughs) The camera (laughs) just zooms in and starts playing this funny music. Um, I also saw one where on the bus, I guess there was this sign that said, um, protect yourself and others from the flu. (laughs) And someone with a Sharpie came in and wrote a T and an E. So it said, protect yourself and others from the flute. (laughs) There's this picture of a guy like sneezing into his elbow and they drew a flute into his hand, which it just made me think of like an alternate reality where woodwinds were the most pressing crisis. (laughs)
1: Oh man! Well, speaking of uh, cycling through the internet, I I actually happened across a whole bunch of people sharing one verse, and I thought that would be a, a sweet spot to land today, um, as we're just kicking off the new normal podcast. Um, and they they share this verse, and I'm going to read it to you. It's in Psalms 91, and it goes like this: Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly diseases. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the diseases that stalk in the darkness, nor the disasters that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. And I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward reward them with a long, uh, and give them my salvation, a long life, and give them my salvation. Uh, Pastor Zach, what was your first thing that you uh, you took as soon as I was reading that?
0: Well, the first thing I took away was what a great reading voice you have,
1: <laughs> minus the stutters.
0: If there was if there was a setting on the Bible app where the audio Bible could be switched to your voice, I'd probably wear the speakers right out of my phone. <laughs> um, but my first first reaction to what the Lord is saying there is is—it's kind of two parts to it, if, if right. I'm being honest. One is right off the bat, this encouragement. It's such an empowering message. Like, oh, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll be with you. I'll be your refuge. You're not going through this alone. I'm, that sounds great, yeah. especially in a tough time like this. Right. But then as it goes on to name something specifically about like not needing to be afraid of diseases, you know, you'll you'll trample lions. You won't even hurt your feet. Right. And I'm a pretty literal thinking person. And I just started thinking like that. That hasn't been my experience. Right. I mean, I've hurt my feet. Yeah, <laughs> before like I don't think I don't think I'd have much of a good chance with a lion. Right, and and real practically like diseases are affecting Christians, right? Non Christians, everybody. You know, I, I had someone say that we should just all go to church anyways, even though they're saying we shouldn't because the Lord will protect us. And I'm kind of a, a literal thinker, and I'm like, well, I don't think the virus is going to ask your worldview, right? And, and that has been the case so far. Yeah. Believers have been getting this fire. So then, what does this verse mean? And I, I start to have questions popping into my head. And um yeah, th- those means, are those are my reactions yeah, to hearing Psalm ninety-one. Kind of like
1: confused. Like, wait, how does this really apply when the world around me looks so different than what the Bible is reading to me? And I and I heard this pastor talk about Luke chapter four, and it like. It just totally redirected um, and aligned Psalms 91 for me. Um, And it goes like this in Luke chapter 4. The devil took him to Jerusalem, talking about Jesus, to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say, and this is where he directly quotes, Satan uses Psalms 91 to, out of context, use it against Jesus. He says this, the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect and guard you and they will hold you up in their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Then Jesus responded, the scriptures also say, you must not test the Lord your God. When the devil had finished tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity came. And so that's a, that's an interesting thing as Christians that like and as as we talked about, it's it's there's very few times where we see like in scripture, it actually being used out of context and Jesus gets to like step in and say, hey, you're using that out of context and context being important.
0: And we, yeah, we see verses used out of context often and get frustrated or or sometimes just confused because we believe it and then it doesn't happen. And like, was God telling the truth? Is scripture really God's word? Is God really there? You know, it leads you to, of questions that i think are actually logical and fair to ask right,
1: questions that you wouldn't want to ask in church
0: yeah where god says i promise this it doesn't happen so was god lying is god real or did i not understand the promise right and here is an example where this verse is actually used out of context in scripture right. by the enemy and jesus corrects him and says no that's not what it's about we're not to test god with this idea that i'll just throw myself into danger and everything will be fine and when we unnecessarily, right? right where where Jesus had no reason to throw himself off this cliff and, and Satan says, we'll just do it to prove God's strength right right And we actually see in Jesus life some some physical problems happening right to him He gets He gets arrested, he gets beaten, uh, he gets tortured, he gets humiliated, he gets crucified on a cross. And if that's where the story ended, it'd be terribly discouraging. Um, but we see evidence that that bad things happen to good people. Right, even God, yeah, in human form a- as Jesus, right. that that Jesus had you know bad things happen to him, yet was ultimately victorious, right? Because he rose from the dead, he paid for our sins, he ascended to heaven, he demonstrated power over sin and death. So there was a far larger victory. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, some of these um, c- struggles, episodes right. of suffering. Did happen,
1: right? Yeah. So, as a as a believer, that can be so confusing, especially like as you, Pastor Zach, have been hearing students and and people saying, "Hey, we just need to go to church, and it's it's a matter of faith. Like, you have less faith if you don't want to go to church, and that can be, if we're being honest, very overwhelming to some of our students who already feel immense weight and guilt for missing youth. They, you know, to wrap their heads around missing eight more weeks, there's a toll that that kind of takes on your, you know, your mind that it's like, wait, am I being a bad Christian? If I'm not trusting Jesus enough to go to church, am I, how do I keep my faith if I'm not in a place where I'm surrounded by a community of believers that are, you know, encouraging me and praying for me. And so, when we see verses like this and used like this, I'm just so glad Jesus stood up for us and said, Hey, that's, this is not the way it is. Like that, that Psalms 91 is talking about one day very soon that it won't be like this one day that uh, if you're feeling fear right now, there's no need to, because even if the worst case scenario happens, even if uh, you know, whatever you're picturing in your mind is worst case scenario happens. There's a promise that Jesus said one day that we will be with him and there'll be eternal life. And that there's this picture of one day that it's not going to be like this. And so that's, that's the promise and the hope of Jesus in the midst of this time, in the midst of our new normal, it's a perspective shift to say, Jesus, okay, I'm choosing not to be afraid Um, because there is a difference between fear and wisdom. And that's something that as a community of believers, we have to wrestle with. Um, what that looks like is us not gathering as believers. Is not based on fear; it's based on wisdom to help the health officials lower the curve and you know protect people. Um,
0: so what I'm, what I'm hearing you say is that Psalm ninety one isn't a promise that nothing unpleasant will happen to you. It's not a promise that all of our circumstances will be easy. Right. But it's a promise that there is ultimate victory despite what happens in our circumstances. Is that what I'm hearing?
1: Exactly. And the the beautiful thing about this uh, coronavirus, and and it's hard to even use that in the same sentence, but it forces us to realize that our life is not about the American dream. Our focus of life is not about um, how much we can accumulate in this life. It's really about um, the promise that Jesus has for us that we will spend with him and that one day we'll be with Him. So you think
0: there could potentially be good things that come out of this situation?
1: Exactly. I I think that uh, the Lord is going to use this situation. Just like you said in the beginning, we don't believe that youth group is canceled, but we still believe that Jesus is going to speak to each and every one of our students of Chilliwack and those around the world that He's going to use us in this time.
0: So there's as we think about having an increased amount of free time or or undelegated time as we look at not heading back to school, some of us not heading back to work. um, I I would imagine there are better and worse ways to use that time. And Brock, you were talking a little bit about um, something you and and your wife, Kirst, are focusing on during this time.
1: Yeah, so um, we just believe uh, in this time for Main Street Church youth, like it is a great opportunity where we're all— Socially, just isolating ourselves a bit, distancing ourselves. Um, What greater time to work on some uh, spiritual development, spiritual disciplines, as they used to call them in church.
0: Spiritual discipline—that sounds like that—that God's going to ground you,
1: right? And so, for me, growing up, like till I was a teenager, spiritual disciplines sounded like we're we're grounded, we're doing something wrong.
0: You're getting so. Did you get disciplined when you were a kid? I I did. What did that look like?
1: Ping pong paddle.
0: The ping pong paddle. Yeah. You would get served. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would get served by my father. Spiritual disciplines, not a bad thing. They're actually, um, they're uh, practices that we see in the Gospels of Jesus' life. And I, I was reading a book by um, Dallas Willard, who is one of the greatest theologians. I just love the way he writes. If you haven't heard of Dallas Willard, just pick up one of his books because he's he's so good. And he was talking about spiritual disciplines and he was like using it in a story in the along the lines of like, when we're all young and we have our favorite sports teams and players, we always like begin to mimic what they that one athlete that stands out amongst the rest. And we, you know, if it's a baseball player, we hold the bat the way that player does in a game. We wear the sneakers and we just, um, we just act like, this will make me amazing. And then we're confused when we strike out and, you know, we're sent home crying from T ball because we couldn't, you know, that
0: sounds very personal. I, know.
1: I wasn't Babe Ruth. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. <laughs> I didn't make it. And so, uh, and he talks about like these baseball players who spend so much time and, and athletes in general, so much time working on their art that, um, we often sometimes do the same thing with the Bible and we see Jesus doing these amazing things, but, and we try and do just that same thing: pray and and you know, cast out demons and do all these crazy things that you know the Bible tells us to do. But
0: be patient with people who are driving pain. you nuts.
1: Yeah, that was the hard. I was waiting. That's the most hardest one. So I was like waiting for that. And so, but we don't see what Jesus is doing behind the scenes. Yeah, John Mark
0: Comer talks about um, this idea that sometimes we want the results of Jesus' life without wanting Jesus' lifestyle. Right. We think that we can live life our way, the way we want to, without His leadership yet still look in our outcomes right? the way that he looked. And, and John Mark Coomer gives us the idea that that's not actually a good idea and that these, he, he calls the spiritual disciplines practices. yeah, These things that we can do right. um, are akin to preparing for a sports game, that we right. can't just show up and, and act yeah. like these people who are successful or, or, or great examples, but we can prepare in the same way they can prepare. So how did Jesus prepare?
1: Right. Well, he spent so much time with the Father. He would always, before any decision, he would uh, like isolate himself and just seek the Father and, and he would fast and he would pray. And these are just some of the things that in our life we should be seeing. These are things that are important to Jesus. So we should see them as important. But so often in our life, we become so busy that it's very difficult for us to implement those. So what a great opportunity to start to deepen our relationship by using some of these practices. So at youth right now we're doing video curriculum like little snippets of is that a word I have no idea Sni- run that by me snippets. one more time bits
0: okay so it's snip bits snippets snippets
1: yeah I, I guess that's I a just word. have to say it faster
0: I was fine with it the first time were you yeah
1: I was incredibly insecure with it <laughs> snippets. There there you go. That's great. I can't be the one making that up.
0: No, no, that's a real thing.
1: But little snippets of videos just um, introducing different uh, practices that we see in Jesus' life that we can uh, implement in our own life and really use this time to deepen our relationship with the Father.
0: So it's possible that there is actually increased opportunity in this time in in some certain ways. You know, we, we talked about the idea of God not sitting around waiting for coronavirus to pass so that he can lead us, but there might be things he wants to do now, right? And CS Lewis in his book The Screwtape Letters talks about the idea of the present being when eternity touches time. Come on. And that when we look at uh, look back into our past or just daydream about the future, we actually aren't in touch with eternity then, but right now we are. And how we decide to spend today invites eternity into that, that God is meeting with us now. Um, And the present is what it is. We can't wish that away. Um, So whatever your present looks like today, wherever you find yourself today, there's an opportunity for eternity to meet with you and to impact your life. So I really encourage each of us, and and I'm encouraging me, what does God want to do in my life today? Not just waiting for this to pass to see what he wants to do but what does he want to do now? And there's an increased opportunity for some of these things like quiet reflection. Right. Uh, and there's also an opportunity for us to distract ourselves, numb ourselves, binge watch shows we don't even like, so we don't have to think about how stressed we are Right. and wait for this to be over and come out at the end of it with a bunch of wasted time. That is very possible. Um, and I think that is us seeing, um, again in this season like any other season choices that will lead us towards god choices that'll kind of leave us where we are and choices that'll lead us uh, away from him and i think there's really good things he has for us in this season if we want to lean into them now does that mean that 24 7 until school comes back we will be reading the bible or praying probably not uh, there will be times <laughs> there will be times where we want to uh, seek out some entertainment or or just You know, quote unquote, find something to do. What are some ideas you have? What are you going to be doing over the next little while?
1: Well, I personally just want to learn a new skill. So I've seen so many people like, hey, we have YouTube. This is the time to learn uh, a new skill. Like podcasting. Like podcasting. So um, I want to learn a lot of the interweb, you know. So I just want to YouTube how to do different things, how to make life easier um, so what
0: are, what are an exa- like give me an example. What's something you want to learn?
1: Right. Well, man, so even just understanding apps better, understanding Instagram better, um, I'm old, so these things don't come as naturally to me as they do as a lot of my students. Some of the things they do on Instagram, it just like blows my mind. I had no idea that you could do that. So I just want to come to a place where I, I can like, you know, totally. know Instagram better.
0: So I think that's a great example of something that can be done. I think another thing that can be done is just finding, um, an artistic expression that you like, whether you're good at it or not and doing it. Um, I saw some art that was beautiful on, uh, just on Instagram stories. Izzy from our group did this beautiful sketch of Mount Shiem, which is just my favorite view to look at every day when I'm driving home. So I was like, man, that is so cool. Um, and most of us will not be as talented as, right. as Izzy when we're drawing, but just to spend time doing something like that is so good for us and can right. be so enjoyable. So I did a little bit of painting the other night, following along with Bob Ross on Netflix. Nice. It looked horrible.
1: I'm always surprised how well most people do with Bob Ross. I get, I get so dis- like, I'm not one of those people too fast.
0: Oh, I pause it a lot.
1: Oh, I never, I just, I just stay up, trying to keep up with him. You keep up real time. Yeah, but I just paint the background really. Just paint so me. I'm not about that. You don't choice. pause it. No.
0: So I'm he just, does he does a 25 minute episode and whatever you have in 25 minutes is what that's you have. What it is, yeah. It takes me about 90 minutes to do a 25 minute episode. Well, that's
1: why I don't have Bob Ross hanging up anywhere in my house cuz they look terrible. <laughs> mine are,
0: mine did not get hung up either. <laughs> mine mine are in a cupboard um just in case this toilet paper shortage ends right. up being real. I, I should have kept <laughs> the canvas. That's what, my, that's what mine are being used for. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, I think there's this opportunity for us to just try new things and in, right. engage with art. There's something beautiful about art. I don't have um, some major theological meaning of why I think art is so special. I do in a small way because we're made in the image of God and God's a creator. Yeah. Um, and some of us resonate more with that than others. I know art isn't everyone's method of expression, right. but I think there's a degree of that that's, that's built into us. Right. Um, or if you're listening and you're thinking, I can't stand that, but I love you know, this, I want to build something or I want to do an equation. Right. I'm sure there's someone listening who's like, I would just love to do an equation. (laughs) (laughs) But no, whatever you're thinking of, that's kind of that that natural expression that comes from joy, that regardless of the result, if you were to put that painting in the shredder, you're still happy you did it because the process was nice. Think about what that thing is for you. and Just go spend some time doing it.
1: Yeah, I love that. Just uh, spending time Learning something new with art or even going outside and, you know, social distancing, but still spending time time in nature. We are so fortunate for that. No,
0: I was talking to some of my friends who live in New York. We, talk, we did a, a whole talk series about, um, like, silence and solitude. Right. And right. I, I referenced right. some of my friends in New York. I asked them how long it would take to be totally alone outside. And they told me it would be, like, five hours or three hours or something crazy. And that, and that they only easy. get to do it, you know, once a month. And now that's even more significant. I checked in with a few of them today and they actually had left town to go stay with their families because they couldn't do it. Right. Because there's nowhere to be where you're not within six feet of people unless you're locked in your apartment.
1: Right. Two minute drive and we're out of cell service.
0: Yeah. And we can have that here where you can go for a walk. You can be safely socially distanced and outside in this beautiful weather.
1: Right. Oh. Anyways, into conclusion of this uh, first podcast. uh, Thank you all for listening. Uh, We just want to wrap up with this idea of fear versus wisdom. Um, Really wrestling with the fact that, yeah, there are some, uh, there is some fears, but um, us as believers, we have the hope that um, and promise that Jesus is going to be with us. Uh, What that means is that. um,
0: Well, you can be, you can be concerned, but not afraid. That it seems like we kind of have these two extreme messages of, you know, everything is horrible. This is so bad. Or we get this message of it's fine and everyone else is overreacting and crazy. But we want to offer that there's a middle ground that says the situation is real. Right. The impact on human life is significant. Yeah. And it matters to God. Right. Yet he doesn't need us to be anxious because he is still good. Right. And he's still doing good things in this season. And there's an in-between that involves us not freaking out, right. but caring and being compassionate enough for those who are vulnerable in our society to distance ourselves socially so that we don't pass it on to someone who, um, whose body would struggle right. more with it. Where we want to obey our authorities and honor them and trust that they have wisdom and that they're leading us well. And we also believe that God is good that we have hope, that beautiful things are available to us in this season, that this season isn't a waste, uh, and that God's gonna use us to love the people around us, and we can be creative and proactive in determining our culture's response, not being overwhelmed by our culture's response.
1: Yeah. So we have some homework, and that's we just want you guys to read through Psalms 91. And Luke 4. And uh, if you guys want, you can comment and write uh, our Instagrams, Main Street Youth and Broadway Youth.
0: Broadway H-S-Y.
1: Broadway H-S-Y. High School Youth. High School. I like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just let us know what you uh, feel the Lord's saying to you in this time. And if you have concerns or needs uh, for prayer, we would love to be able to reach out to you in that way. And so, yeah, feel free to just write whenever you hear this or whenever you feel those things come on. That we are we are here for you, and we want to be a community of believers that love and support each other in this season.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So send to our Instagram your thoughts on Psalm ninety-one on Luke four or anything during this episode. We're going to read some of those messages during our next episode, uh, which will be coming out actually just in a couple of days here. We're going to do this again and incorporate some of your guys' feedback and thoughts and things that you write in. Um, And then, like we said before, um, each Main Street and Broadway is going to be working on some uh, extra things as well that we're going to be engaging with you guys, offering to you guys, staying in touch. This isn't it. We don't think this is, um, you know, the the Band-Aid, you know, I saw this great, this is another great meme. Yeah, there's, just this, there's just this, there's just this jug. Meme. <laughs> yeah, no, it is a Band-Aid meme. There's a, there's this big tub of water and it's like rupturing and water spraying everywhere. And this guy like slaps a piece of flex tape on it and <laughs> yes. then it stops. And then the meme, they'll just put like some major problem. And then like the piece of tape is something people think will work. Right. So the jug of water is like loneliness from isolation and lack of community. And we're like, podcast <laughs> is, is the piece of tape. Uh, that's, not, that's not how we view this. This is one one small part of what we're going to do to continue to engage with you guys. Um, But let us know what you think about those verses. We'll read it next episode. We'll start getting some of you guys onto this episode. This setup we're using allows us to call people in. So if you want to be on the next episode, give us a message. We'll include you. That would be so fun. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Yeah. And we'll see you next time.
0: Brock will see you. I still won't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: going to just print out a picture of Broadway youth and, Tape it to the desk.
0: I'd love that. Hey, we love you guys so much. We're praying for you guys. We're thinking of you guys and we're looking forward to being in touch soon. Till next time, this is The New Normal.